It's Andrea Cunliffe here with the Hudson Mohawk Magazine on Election Watch, November 2022. Today, I'm speaking with Rensselaer County District Attorney Mary Pat Donnelly. And you've been District Attorney since 2019. Why did you decide to run again for another term? Well, there's two reasons. Um, I love my job, but more importantly, there's work to be done. And I think that continuity is very important. Traditionally in Rensselaer County, we haven't seen long tenured district attorneys in some respects. The will of the people to remove people and to, and to have different styles brought into the office is good. However, I think that a little continuity is important that we can get our feet under us here in this office. Um, in particular, there have been some major changes to the laws over the last couple of years. Couple that with the pandemic and a lot of progress was stymied over these last few years. So I really feel like I need this next term to keep up the good work we're doing and to continue to implement the changes that have been put forth and, and make sure that justice is served in Rensselaer County. You know, it's interesting because when you think of a district attorney, I think probably like many, many, many people think, oh, yes, I've seen law and order. I know exactly what a district attorney does. I have a feeling there's a lot more to it than that. I, I think that's accurate. Yes. <laughs> we kind of focus sometimes on being in the courtroom and taking cases to trial. And quite frankly, there's a lot more to managing and making sure this office does justice than just what we do in the courtroom during trials. One of the things that's been very important to me is building trust in the community. Trust had been somewhat damaged, in my opinion, the last administration, which is one of the reasons why I decided to run. So I have tried to focus as much as I can. And, and quite honestly, it was kind of unique during the pandemic when we were out of the office at times to have a little bit of time to do that. So I had a chance to be out in the community helping people with masks and helping people get testing and helping people get at home tests and working food pantries and trying to help people meet their basic needs that you don't traditionally see with a district attorney. But at the end of the day, it really does make sense that I'm the person you're trusting to decide who's being prosecuted for what on a daily basis. And it's good to get to know people hand to hand so they have a certain level of confidence in what I'm doing. You said the word justice. How can you possibly define justice? It seems like there's a really technical term for it, but then again, there's a social and an emotional term. How do you feel about that word? How do you feel that that applies to what you do without being just obvious sure. to the law books, but the other, the other aspects of it? Well, you have to think of justice in, in my role as is that balance the scales. You look at the, the damage to society, I like to think about the offender, what brought them in front of the court, why we're prosecuting them. Obviously, the needs of the victim are paramount. If there's an opportunity to make the victim whole, if there's an opportunity to bring the victim a feeling of comfort that a penalty has been handed down that somehow helps add some balance to their loss. Because again, I think one of the hardest parts of this job is even in our most successful prosecutions, we can't undo what is sometimes horrifying damage that has been done to an individual or to the community. So it's going to look different in every case. And, and it always harkens back to that balance between the need to rehabilitate a defendant, but equally important, the needs of the aggrieved party and, and what they need. And you may see two cases that are very similar, where you have one victim who's looking for certain relief, and you'll have another victim who's looking for a different type of relief. So 
I always have to remember that the prosecution is brought in the name of the people of the state of New York. We don't bring the prosecution on behalf of the victim, but the harm that they have suffered is a big part of the permutation that we go over in terms of what's going to be justice in a particular case. A little bit about you. So what is your experience in in the law on the other side of the bench? Sure. So when I first graduated from law school, I worked out in Vermont as a prosecutor in the state's attorney's office. So that's akin to being an assistant district attorney. So I did that for a short while before I came back to New York and I actually worked for the unified court system as what they call a court attorney, which is a law clerk for a variety of city court judges. So I worked over in the city of Albany dealing with all of the cases that came in there, advising the judges as to the law, research and writing. And then after doing that for about 12 years, I was elected judge in the town of East Greenbush, where I handled both a civil and a criminal case. Interesting. So how do you feel about how the the uh, the prison in Rensselaer County is, and that's not far from here in Troy's, how does that run? Is that working well? Is Are you confident that that's exactly the kind of system you want to see, or is there a need for improvement? How do you feel about it? Well, I, much like everything else, I think they would benefit from additional funding. I know they're having a very hard time finding people to work within the jails. Now, that said, I have worked on both sides of the river, Albany County, Rensselaer County, and not to disparage Albany County, but I can say that in my experience, Rensselaer County Jail runs pretty efficiently. And that when I was a judge on more than one occasion, I would get a phone call in the night to come in and arraign someone, which would give me the opportunity to send them to a jail of choice. And um, they always wanted to be arraigned in Rensselaer County by me so they could go to the Rensselaer County Jail. So if they had charges in Albany County and Rensselaer, they would prefer to be here. So I think that's a a bit of a testament. I have visited the jail um, on multiple occasions, even during COVID. I find it to be a very clean, well-run jail. Um, They do have Folks who are committed there actually working in the kitchens and in the laundry and walking the halls, which shows me that there is a respect for the hierarchy and that they have things under control there. I know they have faced legislative changes too, such as the HALT Act, which has caused concern amongst corrections officers about keeping things safe. But from my experience, I'm comfortable that the Rensselaer County Jail is efficiently run and keeps our inmates in the most humane circumstances required. It's amazing when you when you read recently a, an article that it's like eighty three billion dollars a year in the United States go for um, incarcerations for prisons. Uh, astounding amount of money. Astounding, astounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must find some way to relax and rest. Do you have other options in your life besides being a district attorney? Well, I have a family. I have five children. Four of them are teenagers. My youngest is nine. Um, So spending time with my family is the only thing I do besides my job at this point. And there's just not time for anything else. My kids are very busy. So fortunately, I get an opportunity in the evenings to watch them and their activities and, and things of that nature. So my family is certainly my focus outside of this office. I also teach Sunday school in the town of East Greenbush on Sundays, which is actually something I really enjoy doing. They're a fun bunch. Those are the things I do in my spare time, which is not a lot, but I I am grateful for the opportunity to be busy in this in this job. I was going to ask you about whether or not you felt crime was on the upswing or on the downswing. My analysis, and and this isn't driven by data, is I I do think crime is on the upswing. I'm not going to necessarily agree with that statement as much as I believe criminals have become emboldened. I do think that bail reform, the publicity that it has received, 
has given a message to people who live a criminal lifestyle that they can get away with certain things and there won't be an immediate penalty. And what can we do as the community? Well, one thing that the community can do, and it won't apply to every resident, is we need to find a way to enhance communication between the community and law enforcement. Additionally, younger younger folks are not held responsible under the law anymore since raised the age, and we are seeing a dramatic rise in young people in possession of illegal guns, and that that is also- Illegal guns? Yes. People under the age of 17. It can be very concerning, but I can definitely say from what I have observed, I do have a concern that young people, as well as defendants in, in courts across the county, have become emboldened in terms of lack of respect for the process, failure to appear, because they know there can be no sanctions. In your estimation, is there some way this can be remedied? Is there some solution? I think it starts with trying to connect with our youth, trying to help them overcome hurdles. Um, I'm a mother, as I told you, of, of five children, four teenagers. We live in the suburbs. My children have stability. They have advantages. I work here in the city of Troy, and I know there are so many children a stone's throw away that don't have what my children have. And how can we hold them to the same standard? How can we expect them to be able to overcome the hurdles that life throws at them. So I don't have concrete answers. What what I've tried to do is support youth programs, build trust in the process, but as a district attorney, somewhat out of my wheelhouse to be able to do as much as I would like to do as a as a human being. Because I really do think it's a matter of youth turning to gangs, to gang influence, to the influence of older individuals who may in fact have nefarious intentions. And, and taking advantage of young people who don't have strong family structure and who don't have advantages. And I think that's the heart and soul of the problem that we have in our country. And I, quite frankly, don't know how to fix it. I often think we should have some programming for young women to help them make decisions so that they don't end up in a situation where they're, they're trying to raise their family alone. The city of Troy does have some wonderful community leaders that really invest their time into the youth. And I know it's so disheartening for them when they see these kids that they have tried so hard to to support end up, you know, on the wrong side of things. So we've got a lot of work to do as a community. And I, I, um, I don't have concrete answers, but what I can offer is transparency, honesty, hoping that people know that what goes on here in this office is done in the interest of justice and nothing more. At least we can solve that problem in Rensselaer County. This has been Andrea Cunliffe with Hudson Mohawk Magazine, speaking with Mary Pat Donnelly, District Attorney of Rensselaer County.